I am just a lowly shanty man, a servant to the song. I sail the wide world over on the water I belong. Now, if you're just tuning in wondering what we're up to, we're showcasing the latest release from Great Big C co-founder Sean McCann. And uh, we'll also talk about a book he wrote last year that chronicles some of the enormous personal challenges he's had to face in recent years that many of us should find a universal experience from which we can all learn. And with that, let's carry on with today's featured guest, Sean McCann. All right, everybody, uh, we're heading into the second part of the, sh- the show here. Rolling Sea, would you speak to us about uh, sailors getting all the money and soldiers, boy, they could uh, kiss my butt. <laughs> yeah, great, uh, super catchy song in my mind, a very weird lyric. Uh, it's like an undercourse or an anti-chorus, oh, my little rolling sailor. Very weird song, like from a, mel- a melody perspective and just on the music side, it's very odd. And um, the whole soldiers versus sailors thing, its I always thought that was a cool, it's a genuine rivalry from the football fields right up on, <laughs> onto, you know, the, the Canadian forces. So I was drawn to that. But I always, um, I'm a huge Men at Work fan and uh, Colin Hay fan in particular. And I'm a child of the 80s, you know, as much as I like Figgy Duff, I loved uh, The Cars and Men at Work and Depeche Mode, all those, and the, the Clash. And so I was always into all the things, you know, and I just, when I heard this song, and there's so many weird variants of this song, I just, I heard almost instantly like a Men at Work, Land Down Under kind of vibe, and that's what I kind of stole that was the that was the path that I chose for the song, and it just seemed to fit it like a glove. And when I got Hawksby to play bass and drums on it, he just really nailed it. Like he really put a reggae pop '80s kind of feel to it, and it just I think it really served the song here really well. Let's put this together with the Lonesome Sea. Speaking about Rolling Sea, this is a Lonesome Sea, a tale of tragedy and and treachery, indeed. Yeah, this is a dark tune, and uh, it's been recorded. It's a lot. There's this is another one of those really old songs. Uh, I think it's a child ballad. I think there's a number on this one, but it exists. This one exists in the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, it's certainly Irish Scottish too. Has all kinds of weird names, uh, but what the, what's common is the enemy, the other. What everyone's afraid of is the other, and what's common is this young fellow who who dies and risks his life and dies uh to save his his team his ship and of course he does it because he's promised uh all these things and and the, and the captain turns on him and what's common he he dies in almost every version but what what also is common in these in the story is that the crew end up seeing the captain for the liar that he is and they turn on him so I like the I like the story. It's a very weird, dark turn of events um, that speaks to the other that we all kind of live with in our lives: the fear of the unknown, the enemy in general. Um, 
but also it speaks to rising up against injustice when we see it. Like when you say, see something, say something when you, you know, mm-hmm. silence is, is, um, I don't know what the phrase, how it goes, but silence is not acceptable anymore in today's society. We've learned that, you know, you don't, you don't let stuff go. We live in a different generation. Now we know better. We do better. This is the me too generation. This is black lives matter. This is Just the evolution of indigenous people's rights finally. And, yep. you know, we, that's what I hear when I this when I when this song means to me. I hear all that. Where would you find that one, Sean? I just dug dug into my little file here. <laughs> <laughs> I just I fixated on that song years ago, man. And uh, again, it was a great big C. I would have brought it to the band uh, as a matter of course. And it was the, the challenge with the song is it it it's very long. It's because it says so much. It's very long. So. I had to work a lot on this. I took great liberties with the melodies and the lyrics to kind of break it down into a poem that didn't go on for 20 verses, which sometimes does. So to get the essence of the story across and what, what mattered to me, which was the, the focus on the enemy and then the the rising of justice against t- tyranny, you know, and lies. So, yeah, it was just labor of love. This took a long time, but... Uh, I really, I'm really happy with how it came out, and uh, I hope it lives. I hope this version of it gives this song another life. We'll uh, start off with the rolling sea, and we'll wind up with the lonesome sea. Sailor. 
she's on the rolling sea. Oh, my little rolling sailor, will you ever rolling me? How I miss my rolling sailor when she's on the See you. 
Hey folks, this is Mark Hiscock, solo performer and accordion player and singer with the band Shanty Ganock here in St. John's, Newfoundland. And you're listening to my longtime friend Ron Moores on Sounds Atlantic. So kick up your feet and enjoy some of the best music that Atlantic Canada has to offer. And as we say here in Newfoundland, let her go for the gullies. I remember the days of my childhood When it sailed across the water so grand That's Lonesome Sea. We're back to with Rolling Sea. They come from Shanty Man. We'll get to Shanty Man in a second. But... Uh, uh, Sean, we mentioned. Uh, I'm not sure if we did this off air or on or It doesn't matter. But you're you're a man who has uh, chosen his own path here, and and uh, not only do you do you do you write and play, but uh, write songs and play. But uh, you've also got a book out, which uh, I think a whole lot of people will benefit from if get a chance to read it. Do you want to speak to us about the book? Yeah, the book is called One Good Reason, and it was written with, co-written with my wife, Andrea, <clears throat> who knows me better than I do. So it's a memoir. It's almost like a, we call it a, a memoir. So I wrote this book myself because I wanted to talk about my recovery journey, and uh, it's a lot. Of, it talks a lot about Great Big Sea in those years and, and what happened before that. And I was trying to, you know, the, the key to recovery is really starting and trying to find out what it is about why you drink and use drugs in the first place. And for me, I had to go back to a very dark time. And that's, you know, when I was a teenager, I was sexually abused by my Catholic priest, my parish priest. And, um, you know, I had to kind of unravel all that and, and, and make sense of that in order to stay sober. I, I believe that was the hard work I had to do, which I did and I continue to do. And what I've learned is that people that I'm not alone in this issue. Like it's, it's a huge issue and it affects thousands of people. And I wanted what I, um, what really helped me was when I saw somebody share their truth about what had happened to them and, uh, openly and in public and, uh, which is something I feared so much. And, uh, I saw that that person, his name is Polly O'Byrne. He wasn't, he didn't go up in flames. He, uh, he actually seemed to benefit from it. He seemed to, his load seemed to lighten as he, as he, as he shared that. But I also saw the impact it had on the audience that he was, that he was speaking to. And, um, a very positive impact. So I was compelled to, like, as I figured this out and worked through my own issues, I, I know and, and I've learned from experience that sharing these things can help other people who are in the same boat. And I've also learned there are thousands of others, way too many. So I wanted to write a book, and I wrote it myself first. And um, it didn't seem complete to me because Andrea was with me through all through a lot of this. You know, we've been together for a long time, and we're still married. And you know, she was the one that never left my side. You know, she's the one friend I that that the remained that was that helped, that was interested, that cared. And uh, but she'd also suffered a lot because of my because of my lifestyle and um so i wanted to i talked to her and she said well i have these um i've been keeping a journal in real time my whole life and which i was aware of so she showed me some of the journal entries of some of the actual episodes you know of the things we went through and it was it just blew my mind it certainly didn't make put portray me in a better light or anything it just in fact it was the opposite but it really hit the truth hard and it spoke to the impact that, I mean, we don't live in a vacuum, you know, and our actions affect people around us. And I really felt that her voice 
really added to the book. It, it turned it more into a conversation. It wasn't a one-sided thing. It became this thing that was far more relatable to families and to spouses and uh, to anyone who suffers from addiction. And that's not just the addict. It's everyone around that person. So that's that's where the strength in the book lies. And, it, it, you know, it's it, it deals with some heavy stuff. There's a lot of truth in that book. It's very raw and emotional, but it it's a re- here's the thing we need to know about that book. It is it ends well because I'm still here and we're still here together. And if anything, it maps the course of how we got this far. And uh, that's why it's all about we call it, we say it's a, a book about music and uh, addiction and music and love and ultimately hope for a future with without addiction. You know, and that's where we are now. Can people get copies? A copy? Yeah, it's published by Nimbus Publishing. You can buy it in record in record stores, in um, bookstores everywhere. It's online, but you can, if you want an autographed copy, personalized. People tend to order from us from our website, SeanMcCannSings.com, which is the only place you can buy the Shantyman CD, by the way, or the digital download. But the book is there, and uh, people send us a note. They want the book, and they want to. They tell us a little bit about themselves, and they want to or someone they know that they want to give the book to that they think will help. And we hope it will help them too. And we personalize them and write a note that's significant and, um, and we'll send it to you. That's, that's one good way to get the book. And the website again, Sean, uh, my website, Sean McCann sings.com. Sean McCann sings.com. Everybody. You're the Shandy man. Tell us about Shandy man's life. Yeah, that's a great song. I always like that. As I said earlier, there's two definitions. The, the British version of Shantyman is about sailors, but the American Webster side is is a simple def- definition of Shantyman is, is lumberjack. And there's some beautiful songs from the logging tradition. Uh, they use the song the same way the sailors did to, to get hard work done and, uh, you know, hauling trees across the Dirt wasn't an easy thing, but what drew me to the song was it's so on the nose, like it's it's like a shanty man's life is a wearisome one. Some say it's free from care, but it's not that. It's really hard and it's dangerous. <laughs> Swinging of an axe, you're alone in the woods. It's cold. It's wet. There's wild animals trying to kill you. You miss your wife, your girlfriend, your family. It is a life of sacrifice and suffering, and. Um, and we do it, and we still sing about it. Like it's, there's a there's a strong undercurrent. This points out just how dark it is. It's almost like I don't know a folk song akin to Johnny Cash singing "Hurt." You know, it's it's a very bare. You know, it doesn't sh- doesn't sugarcoat the situation at all. It's it's a, and it deals expressly with the logging, with the forestry side of of, of work. You know, so I, I don't know. I think it's a really different song. It had been, I heard uh, there's a version of Dave Van Ronk in the 60s who's a folk singer. Oh, yes. He had a kind of a version of it, hmm. um, which was kind of lonesome and stuff that I kind of dug. But I always heard it as a rocker, you know, and uh, to me, it's it's Soundgarden rock and roll or Pearl Jam. It felt that way. And so that's why I reached out to Gordy Johnson to lay some heavy guitar on it. I just felt it needed a, where I wanted to go with it was full-on, big, screaming guitar, rock and roll, um, because it, it, it is that. It's it's ACDC, it's Led Zeppelin, it's it's all those things. It's that, that's where that, that's where the heart of it is for me. 
On that subject, and I, I almost forgot, and I'm glad that you mentioned this, um, the, the people playing on your album uh, include Hawksley, Hawksley, Hawksley Workman, goodness me. And uh, I, I should let you just uh, describe quickly who, who's on the album. You, you also have one of my favorite people on the planet on playing on your album, J.P. Cormier. Yeah, J.P.'s a hoot. He's one. He's like the best fiddler. I'm not a huge. I'm very careful. Like I'm not a huge fan of tune music. I'm a song guy, and fiddlers are most not to you know generalize, but fiddlers are tune people. So what JP though is is a song guy who's an amazing fiddler. Yeah, and not, he's also, not to mention the other the other instruments he plays. Oh, I know guitar, basically <laughs> anything. But he's not chained to no. He's not chained to a tradition that's no. like Cape Breton or Irish or anything. No. And I knew this about him, and I didn't know. I I only met him on this project. I heard oh him. I'm really good friends with Joe Plaskett, who produced Help Yourself, and you know I love you. Those first two records I came out with after the band and um i was in dartmouth not i was just visiting hanging out and uh he was mixing uh his park avenue sobriety test record and uh, he was playing me some tracks and i heard this screaming fiddle solo come out of nowhere and i'm like <laughs> who the fuck is that <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> and he said that's jp cormier and i heard of him and i'm like so that's oh, that guy that's brilliant. and i remembered it and it was just so unconventional. He plays fiddle like like he's not a fiddle player. He plays it like he's a guitar player or something. He's a wizard. So I, he's a wizard. And I reached out to him and I told him like I didn't want to go down what I call it the Celtic ghetto here. I'm, I called him for a reason. Is that I don't think you exist in uh, in any kind of real pin. You're not you're not easily pinned down. And I told him some of the songs and I explained some of these are from Appalachia, some are Irish, some are you know American folk. And he's fluent in all that. And he told me his own history and how he studied in the States and everything. And he was the perfect guy for the job. Yeah. Uh, because it just, you know, he, he really, uh, he served the song. Like there's no real, there's a couple of solo bits that are brilliant, but generally he, he gave me all these beautiful ear candy fiddle without playing a tune. Like well, a, a jig or a reel ever. Well, awesome. Knowing JP, he would relate to what you do and who you are in an instant. Yeah, we got along really well. I think he's a character, much like I've come to accept myself to be, you know, super independent, speaks his mind. Yep. And I've checked him out, like yes, his sir. stuff he's doing on YouTube. Uh, some of the, I, I guess it's just communication. Sometimes he just has something on his mind. And uh, I get lost in some of the stuff he's saying. He's very fearless. And yes, I so. think that's what we have in common. Yes, so here's Shannon Man's life, everybody.
Ron Moore's Sounds Atlantic. I'm Fergus O'Byrne. I live in Newfoundland. I'm from Ireland. I sang with Ryan Spancy for many years. I'm still a working musician. I'm asking you to stay tuned right here for the finest in traditional music throughout Atlantic Canada, from small hamlets to the larger towns and cities here on Canada's east coast and the wide world out there. Hey folks, it's J.P. Cormier here. You're listening to my old buddy Ron Moore on Sounds Atlantic. Well, we're down to our last cigarette. Holy cow, I don't know where the time went, but uh, we've got one left. Go to see no more. But be- before I get you to talk uh, about that, uh, Sean, I, I want to tell you how much I appreciate your taking time to do this. Uh, thanks ever so much. It's wonderful to talk to you again. It's been a long time since you and well, I talked, and, and we you. share some common history, as, as it turns out. Who knew? My goodness. Yeah, we're both Damon, as it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> what a delight to talk to you. Um, uh, I wish you well with this, and, and if there's uh, anything that you would like our crowd to know by way of what you're doing, where you're going, don't hesitate to, to let us know. And uh, we'll go out with uh, Go to See No More, and, and thanks again. And if you would, tell us about uh, Go to See No More. Uh, cautionary tale. I mean, it's uh, one of the challenges with sea shanties is finding songs that don't, that don't, don't rely heavily on the celebration of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> but they do exist, and I proved that with these, these songs and the other 80 I've got. Um, this song, though, um, this is a cautionary tale of a soldier who gets drunk and gets his stuff stolen from a prostitute, and you know all the all the all the bad things happen. Then he finds himself out in the Arctic Sea without the proper gear because he didn't have the money to buy a jacket. So there's all it's a great cautionary tale from a recovery perspective. But I learned this song from the original St. John's Shanty Man, or the one who was most influential over me was Fergus O'Byrne. Uh-huh. Fergus and uh, Dermot O'Reilly, who's passed on now, but uh, from Ryan's Fancy. But Fergus, uh, I heard him sing this song, and he does it very slowly and more of a dirge type thing. Uh, but the story was so dark. <laughs> I was always drawn to the darkest kind of stuff. Uh, what you know, the the what befalls the poor sailor in this, you know, he ends up freezing out in the Arctic Sea because of his mistakes. But I, uh, I, I really, when I, I hear this song and I hear punk rock and I, uh, so I picked up an electric for this one and started slamming it and, uh, you know, sped up the tempo and did some editing. But I, I really think it's, uh, I think it's got great power. I love the way Gordy mixed it. But as far as the first time I ever heard the song and, and, and there are variants and all kinds of folk versions of this, but the first person I heard song that, that really got this got me on this song was Fergus O'Byrne from St. John's, who originally from Dublin. Now, uh, now St. John's called him his own. Here is "Go to See No More." Sean McCann, thank you ever so much again. Thank you, Ron. Keep keep stay calm and shanty on, man. When first I landed in Liverpool, I went upon a spree. Me money alas.
Hello folks, my name's Anita Best and I'm a traditional singer living in Grossmore National Park in Newfoundland. We happen to be listening to the effervescent and debonair Ron Moores on Sounds Atlantic, the best show for down-home music in all of Canada. When the wind swept down upon us, making days dark as night. Well, that's the conclusion of episode 165 of this Sounds Atlantic podcast. Hope you've enjoyed our interview with Great Big Sea co-founder Sean McCann. And do visit his website at www.seanmccannsings.com. And thanks especially to all of you who have been listening in from across Canada, the U.S., Denmark, New Zealand, the U.K., Ireland, Australia, Russia, Germany, and Brazil. And welcome to all of you who have tuned in from our 10 leading podcasts listening cities. They are, now, they are now Fort Myers, Florida, Ottawa, Ontario, Port Moody, British Columbia, Wellington, New Zealand, Port Coquitlam, British Columbia, Yorktown Heights, New York, Toronto, Ontario, Halifax, Nova Scotia, Ringe, New Hampshire, and Grand Prairie, Alberta. And once again, since Port, Port Coquitlam and Port Moody, British Columbia are still suffering from the recent terrific floods, that have ravaged the Fraser River Valley floodplain east of Vancouver. I have to take another moment here and want to take another moment to encourage folks to assist the thousands of fellow Canadians who have been affected as well, by the way, as those in Atlantic Canada who are suffering the same fate in places like Cape Breton and along the Trans-Canada Highway on the west coast of Newfoundland and Labrador. Our thoughts go out to you. Please stay safe and know that help is on the way. And thanks also to our new listeners who we welcome from East Chester and Lunenburg, Nova Scotia, Newcastle, New Brunswick, Sleeman Park and Tignish, Prince Edward Island, Georgetown, Ontario, Burnaby, British Columbia, Ashburn, Virginia, Garland, Texas, San Jose, California, Zephyr Hills, Florida, and the Bronx, New York, Guadalajara, Mexico, Curitiba, Brazil, Lagos, Lagos uh, Nigeria, Masterton, New Zealand, Bangkok, Thailand, and Dwighead, Noah, 
County Kildare in beautiful Ireland. Welcome to you all. Great to know you've tuned in. Hope you stay so. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast for free and have it available at your fingertips. This podcast is all supported by CKCU 93.1 FM in Ottawa, where I also host The Back 40. Celebrating 31 years in New Year's every Saturday at noon in South Atlantic is also syndicated thanks to radio program host Anita Best and producer Gary Wilton at VOBB 95.9 FM in Norris Point, Newfoundland and Labrador every Wednesday afternoon. Until next week, I'm your host Ron Moores urging you to keep on the sunny side. Thanks so much for listening everybody and we'll see you back here soon.